Lekutisichis, volume 22, the first Sicha on Vayikra. Title of the article, Let the Pure Come and Occupy Themselves with the Pure. Our sages teach us in Vayikra Rabbah, the Medrash Rabbah, why are infants initiated in Torah Kohanim, that's another name for the book of Leviticus, and not in Genesis? Because the infants are pure and the sacrificial animals are pure, come pure ones and occupy yourselves with the pure. Question. The Medrash clearly defines sacrifices as being pure. Now, I just want to say that in general, when we use the word pure here, we're talking about the kosher species, as you'll see when we get into the story with Noah. And not that they, one, must be brought by someone who is pure, or two, that sacrifices purify us from impurity of sin, but rather the Medrash is defining the sacrifice itself as pure. However, where do we find any Torah-stated distinction of sacrifices being pure? The Torah states clearly that the animal, the bird or flower used for sacrifices be without blemish, of the choicest, etc. However, there is no specific mention in the Torah of it being specifically pure. Now, here the Rebbe begins to lay the foundation that we find different errors of sacrifices in the Torah. The first error would be the pre-Torah being given of Noah. The second error would be pre-Torah being given of the forefathers. And the third would be post-Torah given where it becomes a commandment. And then the Rebbe goes on to say, and concerning the pre-Torah sacrifices, our sages say, quoting from the Talmud, quote, all animals were fit to be sacrificed. A domestic animal, an undomestic animal, a bird, males, females, unblemished and blemished, pure animals, but not from impure ones. Hence, when it comes to the pre-Torah sacrifices, they're distinctly categorized as pure and by the way, the beautiful connection with infants studying about them is that both infants studying Torah and pre-Torah sacrifices are both not obligatory. However, presently the Rebbe dismisses this explanation as to why the sages call it pure, since we are speaking of the infants studying Leviticus, which speaks only of post-Torah sacrifices. The pre-Torah given sacrifices actually are in Genesis. Now, our teaching, when taught in a different Medrash, I quoted from the Medrash Tanchuma. Now let's look in, I'm sorry, from the Medrash Rabbah. Now we're going to quote from the Medrash Tanchuma. It's taught with the discussion of, within the discussion of God saying that studying about that which we cannot actually perform during the times of exile. Over there it's talking about building the holy temple, offering sacrifices. So studying about them is considered as if we are actually performing the mitzvah. And I'm going to quote to you from the Medrash Tanchuma. Why do the infants of school begin to study from the book of Leviticus only because all the sacrifices are written in and because they are pure? So presently and do not know what the taste of sin is, the kids. Therefore, the Holy One, blessed be he, said that they should begin with the order of sacrifices. Quote, let the pure come and occupy themselves with the words of purity. Therefore, I, meaning God, will consider it as if they were standing and offering before me the sacrifices. And then the Medrash continues and it says the following. Were it not for the infants reading the order of sacrifices, the world would not sustain. 
However, after this, the Tanchuma then continues with, I quote, Therefore the Holy One, blessed be He, said to Israel, not just infants, but any and every Jew, even though the holy temple was destroyed and the sacrifice were nullified, if you will occupy yourselves reading and studying the portion of the sacrifices, I will consider it upon you as if you were actually offering the sacrifices. That's a huge question. Why does the Medrash talk about the children and then concludes with, that's why God says to all of Israel, adults. The explanation there is a distinct connection between Noah's sacrifice and the post-Torah sacrifices in that which the verse by Noah explicitly states, I quote you from Genesis chapter 8 verse 2, from all the pure animals. Now, upon which the Talmud asks, was there such a thing as pure and impure animals at the time? And the Talmud answers, quote, from those that in the future post-Torah will be pure. Hence, Noah's sacrifice embodied two antithetical concepts. One, they were not a mitzvah, especially since we don't find that Noah, unlike our forefathers, we don't find the Talmud say that Noah kept the Torah. But rather, it wasn't of a mitzvah, but of a personal feeling of gratitude towards God. Number two, while for Noah there was no distinction of pure and impure concerning what may be eaten, nevertheless there already was a sacrificial distinction of pure and impure. That in the future, post-Torah will be, that's what he brought his sacrifices at the time of the pre-Torah. And being that we find the connection between Noah and the Torah only concerning the laws of pure and impure sacrifices, hence we must say that it is distinctly sacrifices that are connected to the pre-Torah era. The reason for this is, even though post-Torah sacrifices are of the 613 commandments, mitzvot, nevertheless, their influence and essence transcend Torah and mitzvot, and therefore have the power to atone and rectify a blemish caused by a non-observance of Torah and mitzvot. In other words, in bringing a sacrifice to God, the Jew is embracing his trans-Torah and mitzvot, connection, he's connecting rather with his essence connection with God based solely on his being a Jew, which cannot be blemished by a non-observance of Torah and mitzvot. This is likened to that which is stated in the Talmud upon the verse, Kili b'nei Yisrael, children are you to the, to, I'm sorry, wrong verse, Ki bonim atem Hashem alakechem, children are you to the Lord your God. And what does the Talmud say there? Even though they sin, they are my children. Therefore, through the service of bringing sacrifice, which arouses within the person their essence connection with God, in where sin is not a possibility. That's how the Jew atones for and erases any blemishes formed by sin. With this, we can now understand the extraordinary concept that a Jew's unique power of atonement for sin is not through a spiritual service of the heart, but through physically bringing an animal sacrifice, which according to the Torah, even a Gentile is allowed to bring an animal sacrifice, and even in the Holy Temple. We explained that atonement for a blemish caused by a non-observance of Torah and mitzvah can only happen from the Jew's essence connection with God, which is not a logical connection earned through the observance of Torah and mitzvot.
but rather it is only of God's transrational, freely, quote, you choose us from among all nations. Therefore, the Jewish essence connection with God expresses itself specifically within the service of sacrifices, which outwardly seem to be no difference, hence the transrational free choice, than that of a Gentile's bringing a sacrifice to God. This is why we find Noah's pre-Torah connection with the Torah being specifically about sacrifices. Noah's offering a sacrifice was in gratitude for the, let me quote to you from chapter 8, verse 1, after he came out from the flood, the verse says, and God remembered Noah. Now, interestingly enough, this verse of God remembered Noah is one of the 10 verses of remembrances that we recite in our Rosh Hashanah, high holiday prayers. Now, Hasidus explains the concept of and God remembered Noah being of the verses in in Rosh Hashanah, which are for the purpose of so that your remembrance will rise before me for good, me, capital M, God. So what's the connection with Noah's verse being about the Jewish people having a remembrance for good? It is being because it, that and God remembered Noah, is of, a quote, of the essence virtue of the Jew's soul. So even though we're talking about Noah, at that moment, God's remembering Noah has to do with the essence virtue of a Jew's soul, which obviously will be the offspring of Noah. Thus we say, quote, and in our, in our Rosh Hashanah services, and also Noah with love. Now, when it says in the prayers with love, we're referring to God's internal essence love for the Jewish soul. So we say, and also Noah with love, you, capital Y, remembered. Hence, even though Noah was before the post-Torahs and us you chose, and before even that which the patriarchs being chosen as the forefathers of the Jewish people, and nevertheless Noah was, quote, with love, God's internal essence, love for the Jewish soul, you remembered. Hence, thereafter, Noah brought a sacrifice specifically as it embowered, empowered, embodied the post-Torahs from pure animals, Jewish essence connection, service of sacrifice. We can now understand why the Medrash is referring to the Leviticus's post-Torah sacrifices, specifically with the pre-Torah distinction of pure. Being that the essence of sacrifice is about the Jews' essence love connection with God, which transcends God's Torah and mitzvah love for the Jew. Therefore, the sages are emphasizing the pre-Torah distinction of the sacrifice before sacrifices were a mitzvah, meaning that we're talking now about specifically as the sacrifices help the Jew embrace their essence connection pre-Torah and mitzvot, above and beyond Torah and mitzvot. So too, we can now understand why the sages want the infants to be studying the pure sacrifices for the three evers within sacrifices of pre-Torah given of Noah, pre-Torah given of forefathers, and post-Torah given exists within the lifespan of each individual as well. The infant's pre-Torah education, but nevertheless being a Jewish child, has an inherent essence connection with the Torah. So it's even pre-Torah education is an infant, but there's the connection, the essence connection with Torah.
Then you have the second era, child's post-education era, which means that now he has the obligation, even though he's a child, but to be educated in Torah. And the third era is the post-bar or bat mitzvah Torah obligations. Now, being that the Jews' infants' pre-Torah education era has no Torah mitzvah services, therefore, this era is where one can openly recognize God's essence love to the Jew. God's loving this child is specifically only because he is or she is a Jew. And therefore, this era is where one can openly recognize God's essence love to the Jew, which is the essence of the service of sacrifices. Hence, let the pure, the essence connection of do not know what the taste of sin is, come and occupy themselves with the pure. Now, the reason for, were it not for the infants reading in the order of sacrifices, the world would not sustain, now becomes clear as well. In an adult's study, it isn't about the action, but about the thought and speech which manifests one's faculties of intellect and emotion. An adult studying is about understanding what he is studying. However, an infant in their pre-Torah education era, there occupy themselves with the pure, is solely of the action of lip movement in their reading out loud. They're not capable of understanding. Therefore, it is precisely in the infants let the pure come and occupy themselves with the pure that God's transrational, freely you choose the physical body of the Jew expresses itself and hence brings about the physical world will sustain.